Hey, I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I listened to a couple of minutes of one of your shows. I'm going to listen to uh, more later, but uh, it sounds like you guys have some some really good sound, sound doctrine um, and have a similar mission statement with unifying the body. So um, definitely look forward to listening to more. And yeah, I'm totally down for... Um, for uh, some collaboration ideas and different things and stuff like that, shoot me over an email, uh, joe at buddywalkwithjesus.com. All right. Welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor podcast network. Uh, thanks for watching, whether you are listening uh, on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, all those different areas, and um, or if you are watching on YouTube, Appreciate you. Uh, you can now join uh, the community. Uh, so click that join button and join the community. Make sure you subscribe, follow on whatever platform you are on. Um, I have a a bro in the faith uh, on today. This is going to be fun. You guys are going to get to see some real fun interaction between two guys that really love the Lord. Um, and have spent a lot of time in a lot of conversations and a lot of streams and a lot of, <laughs> you know, uh, Bible studies together. Um, and so I, I just want to welcome my good friend, Joe Day from Buddy Walk with Jesus and Kingdom on the Road. What's up, Joe? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, man, this is, uh, this has been a long time coming. I've been on a lot of your stuff. Uh, you were on my podcast almost a year ago. I'm like, I couldn't believe it's been that long. It's like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. Joe should have been back on, <laughs> you know, by now. Um, but we've been doing so much stuff together um, that, you know, it's it was almost an afterthought. But I needed to get this one on because we're going to talk about something that you actually haven't publicly given your testimony about. You've talked about it here and there. You know, you've given snippets, little sound bites about it, but we're going to actually dive into um, your testimony and your journey of, first of all, your walk with God, but also in your battle with health and fitness. And um, a lot of people don't know this about you. They probably know a lot of things about you, but this part, um, I'm glad that uh, on the Love Thy Neighbor podcast, I get the exclusive and we can kind of drop this one, you know, on people together. So um, for people that might not know uh, who you are and what you're doing, I uh, just want you to go ahead and introduce yourself uh, just for those that might not know who you are. So, yeah, a Reader's Digest version. What's up, everybody? I um, have been a Christian for uh, we just passed four years um, that right before Easter. And yeah, I, I'm a, a, broad, a broadcaster, podcaster, um, really committed to this whole idea of u- utilizing the digital space to push forward the gospel and and to teach people about intimacy and relationship with God. Um, quietly, over about a year now, uh, I have been walking through some health issues. Um, I've always had an interesting relationship with health. 
you know, I've, I've done everything from played football to a professional power lifter, um, training towards world's strongest man, you know, used to fight MMA, different things like that. And the whole time I kind of had this relationship where I, I made a lot of allowances, a lot of justification, all in the name of strength. Mm. You know, when you come up in a certain in a certain world, man, you know this, Ant. Strength is currency. You know what I mean? That's that's just it's it's what your value is, is how strong you are, or how resilient you are, or how athletic you are, you know, different things like that. And so a lot of a lot of bad habits got got <laughs> okayed along the way, all in the name of chasing that strength goal and all of that kind of stuff. And so because of that, I've always I've growing up in the context that I did and all of this kind of stuff, I always heard things like, your body is a temple. Yeah. <laughs> and and all of that. And so I, I guess I kind of saw it when I got when I got diagnosed and I had to and I had to start stepping forward in this in this journey, you know, I, I very much stayed quiet about it because I didn't I, I didn't want to be another hurt person hurting people in this regard. You know what I mean? I had seen even as a Christian the power of well-intentioned hurt people hurting people still. And I didn't want to end up in that in that boat because I had seen that so so often, and it's unfortunate because when you have opportunities to have these kinds of conversations, right? There's a million asterisks that you need to put at the front end, or you know, in it, it peppered in throughout because so many people have just been beat over the head. With this whole idea of in order to be godly, you need to be thin or God wants you, you know, super healthy and super wealthy and prosperous and all of this kind of stuff. And there's all of these side conversations that we can't even get off a go because we're so busy trying to avoid all of the caveats and sinkholes that present themselves when talking about this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know we're we're hitting the ground running um, with this thing because you know, and and we were talking before we even you know got on, uh, you know, just about you know. So I'm a I'm a I'm a decent size guy. Size guy. I'm not huge, but at six one, six one and a half, you know, for a long time I was walking around at about three hundred pounds. I'm down to about two seventy, and I want to get down even more. I want to keep going down because of health and quality of life not because of status or how i want people to look at me you know right. I, I think you know as a christian uh we can get caught up in the worldly narrative that you know health and fitness is about looking sexy it's about looking prosperous but what if it's really about you know quality of life so that as i live my life to do the will of god I'm not worried about this next cheeseburger could land me back in the hospital. You know, I'm not worried about if I drink this cup of coffee, I may have 
heart palpitations. I can't sleep at night because I can't breathe. I'm having, you know, sleep apnea and all these different things, you know, or we just say, well, you know what, I'm gonna see Jesus when that day comes. So I'm not gonna worry about my health. I'm just gonna worry about serving God. And, you know, so we're, there's no balance in this thing. It's just either it's all about me being fit and looking well and feeling great, or it's all about God. And I don't need to worry about my body. You know, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord anyway, it doesn't matter. And so for you in this journey, you had to go through all of those different things, you know, and how did you kind of pull them together into a focus that says, you know what, I know, I'm convinced that this is something that God wants me to do so that I can serve him better. <laughs> so I I make the joke that my death phobia has put me in a position to make some of the best decisions of my life. <laughs> um so peeling back the curtain here, it was August of last year. Um, I was getting ready to go to uh, Michigan for a speaking arrangement and uh, an event out there. And the morning that we were supposed to leave at five o'clock in the morning, instead, we were heading to the ER because I was I was just in, in a lot of pain. And so. I that had I ended up in the ER, clean bill of health that they thought it was muscular, all of those kinds of things. But I got some testing done in there and they called for me to do more, uh, more testing. And so I go, I do the event. I come back. I get this testing. Turns out I have um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And that was this wake-up call, I guess, for me. And I'll be honest with you, man. God had very little to do with it. <laughs> this, was, this was separate from my relationship with God. Now, I, I want to put a pin in something that you said right before, because we're going to circle back to that, but I need to explain the path of how you get there. Otherwise, it just sounds like more of the same nonsense that you hear circling the dream when with this topic. <laughs> so I, yeah, I make jokes about it, but the reality is, is that, yeah, no, the idea of an expiration date, I, that, that does not compute with my brain. And trust me, I, and that was before becoming a Christian, like all I was dedicated to this idea of human immortality because I, I wanted to cheat the reaper, you know what I mean? And, and all of that. And, and so you would think that somebody who's dedicated to that would also, you know, live properly and, and be, be in the right health standing and all that kind of stuff. But I digress. Um, so at this stage, when I got diagnosed, everything was still okay, but it very easily could, could become not okay. And I've seen, uh, most, most of my family has diabetes. My sister and my mother both have heart disease. So these things are prevalent. These things, the, these things aren't, you know, yeah, yeah. Most of, of 
America has diabetes and heart disease. <laughs> Hello. But <laughs> that being said, it's it was something that I, I could see the cliff ahead of me. And so for better or for worse, by product of my upbringing, I can compartmentalize better than anybody that I've ever met, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and that's not necessarily a, a self-compliment. It is what it is. Again, we work with what we've got here. Um, and, and so that process began. And I started doing all of the research into the Mediterranean diet and renal health and all of those kinds of things. As that, that ball started to roll, and we, we started down this path, like I said, geared towards preventing something from happening, right. right? I was not ready to hear God introduced into any of this, right? And so I, I, I very much kept this separate. And then I realized, hey, you know, as, as, I'm, as I'm going through all of this, my, my wife she needs me. She's got her own, her, her own health battles and all of those kinds of things. I, I have responsibilities around me. And as I'm losing the weight, which for context, where I started just shy of 400 pounds. Wow. And I walk around sub 200 pounds at my lightest, about 185 and I fluctuate between 185 and 90 and 190. And by by all technicality, I I could lose another another 30 pounds to be in the right BMI scale and all that kind of stuff, which right. health health metrics as far as that goes is its own conversation of nonsense and ridiculousness and bad <laughs> teaching. But anyway, um for me it became it's it, it's things started slowly getting introduced when i realized hey there's the, i i can move around a little bit easier mm. i you know my knee doesn't hurt as much and i have these responsibilities here on earth that are benefited by me being in a healthier state of being yeah and i started i started praying about all because i started getting the you know oh you look great and all of that kind of stuff it's not <laughs> guys if, if, if i can give any piece of advice if you are if you are connected in some way shape or form to somebody who has lost a significant amount of weight because due to a health related issue the last thing that they want to hear is comments about the side effects of that issue that wow. disease it's not it's not helpful i get it best of intentions all of those kinds of things but i can speak speak pretty confidently to a large group of people and say uh, it's not helpful you know what i mean so so i started hearing these things and i started i started praying about about them and about this whole situation and all of those kinds of things and i because i had heard from somebody you know, you're finally taking your temple seriously. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't if you don't mind, Dan, I want to take a second to stop to stop and make a pit stop into scripture for a second, because I'm about to say a lot of things about a particular Bible verse, but I think it's important to hear the Bible verse in its context. So we are in First Corinthians six, and I'm going to start at um, at verse twelve. Mm-hmm. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Mm -hmm. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Mm. That's the verse that normally is read. Your body is a temple. Uh, Shall shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. And it goes on to talk about uh, sexual immorality and all of those kinds of things. Now, unfortunately, in soundbite theology, everything that I just read gets gets distilled down to your body is a temple. And every single time I want to look at somebody and be like, that's not what that verse means. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it it just isn't, you know, it just like, it doesn't mean uh, tattoos, just like it doesn't mean long hair, just like it doesn't mean (laughs) piercings. That's not what, that's not what we're getting at here. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, that's that's all people have heard. And so anytime a Christian starts talking about this thing, the, the Charlie Brown voice starts, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? And and, and so it's when when it's it's this confusing ball of yarn when you try and dissect everything that's going on here and and what is my relationship with god in all of this what is my how should i be viewing all of this you know and and all the while no i don't want to be doing the things that i have to do because most people don't talk about the boring stuff that you need to be in order to lose weight i can't, people ask me how did you do it by doing all of the boring stuff that nobody right. wants to do Working out and being in a caloric deficit. There you go. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the the potions and the lotions and the pills and all of that kind of stuff, that's a whole other conversation of trying to blend business with Christianity and exploiting wow. people's health in order to do it. Because that is some of the most destructive stuff that could possibly, and if what I just said was offensive to you, Maybe take that to God because there might be something there. You know what I mean? It it, it just is what it is. So unpacking all of that is is a very necessary part of all of this. You know what I mean? Figuring out where you land on all of that kind of stuff. I, I kind of, I set the table with the whole buffet 
of things and saying a whole lot in a short breath, because the reality is, is that before you even introduce health-related issues into this thing, you there's there tends to already be a lot of mental gymnastics that have to be done when trying to go into some kind of health-related journey between worldly temptations, between how your brain processes these things, comfort responses, how you view God in all of this and uh, and all of that. And then if you are also adding in a, a disease on top of it, now suddenly suddenly you have a lot of baggage to to unpack and unfortunately a lot of the time the only support that comes is either vanity or mis misquoting scripture right right and 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 you're right because you know when we when we monetize or we turn certain things into business and then we use uh god wants this for you as our sales pitch that that becomes a problem when in all actuality i i do think god cares about our physical bodies i do think he wants us to be good stewards over our health and everything else that he gives us right we should be seeking god's will for the things you know but when it becomes a, a marketing tool like you said you know then it's not about seeking what God's best is for us in these circumstances, these situations, you know, and you said something that I think was very telling. And I shared this with uh, one of my pastors, um, you know, one Sunday, I, you know, I started the beginning of this year, you know, went on a fast, you know, changed my eating, you know, went from nearly 300 pounds down to 270. And I'm still trying to go, you know, lower than that. I, I was hurting I was in pain, you know, I, there was a lot of things that, um, I couldn't do, uh, and feel, you know, normal, you know, whatever normal is. Right. Cause after you've been that heavy for a long time and you probably, you know, are aware of this, you don't know what normal is anymore. All you know is pain and difficulty <laughs> and struggle. And you'll live with that. You know, if, like you said, for, you know, some of us that have grown up in the hyper-masculine, you know, uh, uh, fields of athletics and things like that, man, you look swole, you look good, man. You know, where somebody else wants you to look skinny, you know, when you go to the gym, like you said, you, you, you want to put on two plates, three plates, you know, when you drop a lot of that weight, those plates got to come off, (laughs) you know? And so, you may not and so you're caught in this really weird thing and you're like okay what does god want because you're confused because does god want me to be strong does god want me to be healthy does god want me and and you're racking your brain trying to figure out you know what is god's you know thought process as it relates to health and i shared this verse um in first timothy 4 you know before we got on you know about uh, a physical uh, physical uh, exercise uh, has has value, but godliness has value in this present life and in the life to come. And we we're talking about how he's not 
saying throw out physical training. He's not saying throw that out, but he's saying our ultimate goal should be godliness because that has a benefit from here into eternity. But the physical training, you know, is, uh, would you say good stewardship over what God has given you? Or is it something that, like you said, I should only do it because they're telling me if I keep going this way, I'm going to die. Or (laughs) am I doing it because I want to look good in the swimsuit. I want to get my beach body on. I mean, what's, (laughs) what's the, what's the motivation that we should have about, you know, trying to be fit. So, and, and that's a, that's a perfect segue into the rest. I'll call it the rest of the story up to date. Yeah. You know, you, you, you set the table, you've got all of these things, you start unpacking them, you start walking with God through these different things and all of that. And thankfully, um, my, my, my wife has been a fantastic support system with, with just reconciling all of the mental gymnastics, because just, just real talk saints. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the type of guy that I need to be this big around in order to be an attractive male. I am a six foot tall, muscular Italian guys. I like good food. You know what I mean? (laughs) And there's nothing there. There's nothing wrong with that per se. Again, I go back to this, but I will not be dominated by anything. Anything. (laughs) That's, that's the asterisk, but enjoying good food is not being dominated by it. I'm just Mm, putting that out there. That's good. But so, so what, what do we do? What, right. We've got all of this stuff. What do we do with it? For me, I had to slowly transition into understanding that whole stewardship aspect of it. Okay. How do I, 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 in the immediate, I lose weight. So what do I do to make sure that in a year's time, I don't end up with a different issue or I don't end up with this issue coming back or something like that because fatty liver disease, as long as you haven't drank your liver into oblivion, you can beat this thing. It, it takes ridiculous, ridiculous feats, but you can beat it. Part of the issue is, is that most people don't, don't beat it because they don't, they, they can't take the extremities to to do it. You know what I mean? And and things like that. And, and so in, in all of this and then reconciling God's peace in all of this, right? God's what, what is, what is God's position? I think you come to this point of everything you said, it's a yes and, right? Okay. The, if if you were if if you were the most concentrated on looking good in a swimsuit, right? <laughs> or putting enough plates on the thing. That was always my thing, right? It wasn't so much about being jacked. It was more about how much weight can I put up in the gym? <laughs> if that's my 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 goal, if that's the end all be all, then I'm sorry, you've stepped in the wrong direction. Now, let's go back to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the next one. If your goal is to cheat the Reaper and nothing else, right. just, just to do that, <laughs> you're holding on to the world. Mm. Now let's go to option three. <laughs> if you're focused on God, 
What's the Bible say? Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will come into place. And that, if, if you are seeking after stewarding what God has given you, focused on God and that relationship, the rest of the pieces of the puzzle suddenly start to make a whole lot more sense. And following God does not mean that you're going to be skinny. Right. <laughs> that does not mean that you're going to cheat physical issues and ailments. But it also doesn't mean do whatever you please and and that's that. So the thing that got my attention, right? Just for those of you that don't that don't know, and Ant's, Ant's been been well introduced to this, what you see is what you get. I, I am I am the same person on this on this this uh, video right. as I am once that camera tr- turns off. Man, uh, yeah, I, I struggle with issue with, with certain issues of the flesh and and you know these limitations and what do I say yes to? What is what is permissible, right? The more things that you say are permissible, the harder it is to shut that off. Yeah. And and the the further we go down that road, it's almost like in in humanly standards an a, a, a an escalating scale of extremity to the things that suddenly become more and more permissible. Now the issue is is if you've started here and seemingly, oh, it's just, it's just this, it's just a, a a brownie, it's just you know me saying yes to this thing over here, just looking at this thing and whatever, this seemingly innocuous deal over here that gets that gets said yes to. Now suddenly that makes it a lot easier to say yes to this, and then yes to this, and then so on and so forth. Now, Guys, now Joe, we, now now Joe, you're sounding borderline legalistic here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget the one time one of the in a many, one of the many streams, the dude I'm streaming with as I'm railing on dogmatism is wait a minute. You're dogmatic about grace and things like that. I'm like, man, where I'm from, those are fighting words. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, you know, the, the thing of the, the, the thing of it is. I, I, I encourage everybody to go back, start from the beginning, and walk through the history of mankind that we have in the scripture. Is it exhaustive? No, it's not meant to be. Just like, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the story of mankind, but it is the story of God's interaction with mankind. Yes. Yeah. And you look through the lens of history and you, you look at the law, right? Look at all of the, the pages of pages of, of man, this seems heavy. Exactly. That is the point. Perfection <laughs> is heavy. That's why no man can do it. <laughs> and, and that's the thing about the law, right? It's not segmented. If you break the law over here, you've broken the law. If you've broken the law over there, you've broken the law. And so when and and when you look at all of the lead up to Jesus and then what Jesus had to say about the thing he was not he'd not come to abolish the law 
We came to fulfill the law. And the reality is this. And I think all of you parents out there are, are gonna are gonna vibe real hard with what I'm about to say. We all need guardrails. Mm. When your kids are out of pocket, what do you do? You bring them back in, you bring it back in, you do what you gotta do, right? What do you think? What do you think that came from? Right? We get I man. I get out of pocket on a daily basis, right? And 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 God's gotta pull pull it back in, pull it back in. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we have those standards and measurements for right living. Again, I want to say again because I this is this is part of why I why I wanted to come on here and even talk about it. Right? You've been walking through this thing for a year. Why finally open your mouth? Because somebody needs to hear something other than your body is a temple or prosperity means being skinny or whatever is out there, right? You go through all of this. You talk about the legalism of it all. You talk about the, the, the God of it all and, and all of those kinds of things. Read, read between the lines with what we're saying here. All of this is stemming from a healthy relationship with God mm. and stewarding the thing that you've been given. Okay, let's talk about callings for a second, right? For those of us that have a platform of some kind, right? You've got your digital street corner ant. You've got the church. Every week, you are responsible for standing up and leading the people that God has put in front of you to lead. If you can't stand for more than 45 seconds or, or for 45 minutes, that makes it real hard to do that. Yes, it does. Or if you're <laughs> in and out of the hospital because you're half dead because of because of choices that you've made and bad and hard living, that makes that very hard to do. And when we're saying yes to all of these things that God has called us set apart from, we are called to be holy and set apart from. We it becomes very difficult to bring to to almost live a dual life, you know what I mean, and then be all you can be to the calling that you've been given. Now that that calling might not be a platform or a church or something along those lines. That might be your family, right? right. But catch this: if you can't play with your kids or be around your like you know be active in your kids' development and all of that kind of stuff. What's going on? If you right. can't be active in your partner's life because of this, that, or the other thing, then what's going on? You know what I mean? And so it, it, as, as humans, it, be, it can become very easy to muddy the waters and say, oh man, the, all of these rules and all of these regulations, but that's not, the rules and the regulations are not the point. Right. The point is, is that your sustenance is coming from God. And ultimately that's what it is about. All right. Let's be real. I am, I am neurotic. I have control issues and I have an incredible addictive personality. <laughs> I'll be the first one to tell y'all 
I am addicted to working out in Jesus. I'll be honest with you. Those are the two, the two biggest addictions in my life. And he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so when you break all of this stuff down, you know, as always, it's kind of an unwritten written joke. Ant and I go everywhere and touch on a million different things when we talk. <laughs> yeah. But br- but bring it back all in. We're all talk all all we're talking about are various aspects of our relationship with God, and the coping mechanisms that we have here on this earth. Yeah. And whether we like to admit it or not, we all have coping mechanisms and a desire for comfort. And I just named 99% of why we get out of pocket with things like food or substances or whatever else. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, you know, the guardrails, the boundaries, you know, those things are there so that we can live according to God's will, his best, you know, Mm -hmm. get ready to teach on God's will And one of the things that people don't know about God's will is that God's will is his best offer. This is the best that it gets. So when God says something, he's offering you the best possible way to live. And so when you reject that, you're saying, well, I don't want to live the best possible way. I just want to live comfortable. I just want to live, you know, what's convenient for me. And a lot of times comfort and convenience are, they're they're death sentences. You know, yeah. and you think about it, we have a whole uh, um, a whole genre of food called comfort food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this is the food. Most of this food is the food that clogs your arteries and does the most damage. But it's it makes you it gives you comfort. And like yeah, you said, I don't think it's it's that that. <laughs> I was going to just say, I, I Sorry, don't think the... it's something I don't think it's something that. um God is saying you can't never have any of, but there's this thing called self-control, right? And, and, and it's, it's a cuss word to a lot of people, you know, you're cursing at them. If you say, you know, use self-control, you know, use portion control, you know, Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of people are on a health journey, right? You know, uh, my family, we're all trying to, you know, uh, you know, get, get our health together because, we want to, we want to enjoy, you know, life and ministry and each other. You know, if I go to California, I want to be able to walk up to the Hollywood sign with my, with my kids and not need a a stretcher, (laughs) you know, after I'm done, you know, my wife got to do it. And she was like, yeah, I got to get myself together, you know, and, and we're like, this is not about vanity. This is about um, us being in a position to be able to live life to the best of what God has called us to do. And like you said, you know, if after I get done the stream, I need an oxygen, oxygen mask, am I really, you know, doing what I need to do? You know, if I'm, I'm worried, you know, I don't want to go to sleep because I don't know if my, my breathing is going to stop and I'm I'm not going to wake up or, you know, you know, all these things that, you know, or I don't know what, the next bad choice in my eating is going to do to me, you know, or I get to the point where I don't care. And I, my loved ones have to suffer watching me deteriorate, watching me struggle, you know, even having to help me in situations where if I would have just made a better choice, that wouldn't have to happen. And so, um, you know, 
physical training has some value. And I think that value is for it's the people around us and for the quality of life. Whereas godliness is about a heart posture that says, God, I want to please you. When those two things come together, they can work together in order for us to do God's will um, in this life. And if if you've heard all of this and you're somebody that's been that's been touched by that bad that 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 bad teaching and and you're you're skeptical about God's interaction with all of this especially if you're scientifically minded or analytically minded then I want to I want to lay out a challenge right take some time Start with blueberries. I'll give you give you the I'll, I'll give you the 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 head start. Right. Start with blueberries, and start looking at various foods and what they do when you introduce them to the body in certain levels. Beetroot is another one that you will be fascinated to learn that you introduce this particular thing into the body, then suddenly the body starts to react in a very specific kind of way that benefits overall health. Now, I bring that up to say it's very much a lock and key sort of thing. If you look at what is considered proper diet, especially something like if there's any one eating plan that I show for it's the Mediterranean diet because it's simple because it's not, it's not a diet. That's the gimmick. It's <laughs> getting back to what the first humans were eating, what the first, uh, I'm going to let that one go. Um, right. <laughs> uh, but it, so, so, when when you are making those choices that don't come from a restaurant or a fast food place or from behind a counter at some place, and you're talking about whole foods and things like that, and you're breaking it down to the actual food science, take time to learn about that. It's kind of like being out in nature. When you learn that the locking key is there that you do these things and your body is designed to react in a very specific way to these things. Suddenly it stops being about, Oh, I've got to be on a diet. Right. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I will fall off the rails of a diet. It right. had to be, it has to become a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And that whole idea of it becoming a lifestyle can still also get manipulated and prostituted out. But when you realize that that lifestyle is just eating the things that God created, <laughs> su suddenly you're just living for God. That's it. You That's know it. what I mean? You're, it doesn't become about all of the nonsense. It doesn't become all of the about all of the extra stuff. So if you're skeptical, I, I challenge you to, to go there and compare that with what scripture says about the diet that was designed for his creation. Right. Well, we have little technical difficulties and we will uh, keep it going. Uh, Joe will be right back, hopefully. Um, 
I'll be dropping uh, his links and stuff down in the comment section. I'll even drop uh, that uh, that um, Mediterranean diet. I, if, if we can, uh, those just some some key points to yeah. you know eating. Um, and so, what are the the basics, right? If we're going to talk about eating right, and we're not talking about getting on this huge diet, what are the fundamentals? right to eating right and taking care of your body and it and i guess it incorporates things like sleep and working out but what are your fundamentals so you can't negotiate your way out of needing to be in a caloric deficit if you're looking to lose weight you need to be in a caloric deficit you need to be expelling more energy than you're taking in. That's just the reality of how the human body works. So starting there it, that can look as simple as going for a walk. There are so many health benefits to going for a walk. Not, you know, it doesn't have to go right to going to the gym and all of this kind of stuff, but just walking around the neighborhood and things like that. It reduces blood sugar. It, it gets your, your metabolism going, all of this kind of stuff. So that's, that's point A. Going to the actual diet, of it all, your body is meant to take in greens. Your body is meant to take in fiber. Fiber is this thing that sits over here that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about, but if you look, break into the actual science of it all, the, the biggest attribute that they, get, that they give to people that, that eat in this kind of way of the Mediterranean diet and that kind of deal, is the amount of fiber that they take in on a daily basis. So fiber is a big thing, limiting processed sugars and mm. fats. Very, very key. And so that sounds like I just threw a lot of things, but it gets real simple, right? Fish. Fish is wonderful. Salmon you know, tilapia, different things that not all fish is created equal, but <laughs> that, that it's, it's loaded with good fats, you know, good minerals, vitamins, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and not overcomplicating it. If you're eat more vegetables than anything else and supplement with animal protein, you know, have the, have the, the animal protein as a side product, not the big thing. We, we have this mentality in America of the meat is the main piece of right. the meal and all right. of that kind of stuff right. when that's not how it should be. And so you've got vegetables, you've got, you've got, you know, if you do meat, Make sure it's ancillary to the actual meal and look into vegetable proteins, you know, nuts, uh, beans, different things like that. And, and just experimenting there goes about 90% of the way to mm. heading in the right direction and, and being able to, from that point, start to cultivate, well, I know that I like, you know, Mexican food. So instead of rice, maybe I'll make cauliflower rice 
mm. and all of that kind of stuff. Or, or you know, I really like salmon. Maybe I'll maybe I'll I'll build a, a salad around that. That sort of thing. And and as long as you're staying within within caloric means and you're taking in enough protein and stuff like that, suddenly it becomes a whole lot easier to be able to operate effectively in all of these paradigms. Right. And then you throw in water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you make sure you're getting your 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 daily, you know, intake of water. I, I think you're in a, in a in a great in a great spot. Um, this is good. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, J- Joe is really tame today. He's really, <laughs> you know, uh, he's really, he's really tame today because, uh, you know, we've had some legendary, you know, conversations that have gone on for two or three hours. And so we're not going to subject you to that, <laughs> but, you know, um, what are some things, you know, as we get ready to land this thing that, um, those are things that we need to do. What are some things that we need to avoid thinking wise about this whole thing? Cause you've touched on some of them throughout our conversation, but thinking wise, because I think our, the way we think about food, the way we think about health, the way we think about these things could be, uh, our biggest problem. Like you said, if we're just trying to cheat the reaper, you know, so we're, we're, we're at, we're acting out of fear, you know, not out of faith <laughs> We're we're doing this thing because I don't want to die. Not, I want to live, which is a different, right. you know, thought process. Right. Those may sound like the same thing. They're not right. the same thing <laughs> at all. Thing. <laughs> um, step one, right. Avoid thinking that by having a cheeseburger, you are committing a sin. Great. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that that falls into that bad realm of thinking. Avoid that it's that one-to-one as far as the relationship with food and God. Two is avoid idols. Mm. And I mean that on both sides. You know, the 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 health goal, the weight loss goal, all of those kinds of things that can become an idol just as much as the cheeseburger can can become an idol. And focusing on God. In all of it. Is paramount. That's to life. That's just life practice. But especially in this where it can become weird and people can become weird when it comes to this, especially social interactions can become weird. People like look at you different when you, or, or think that it has to be around this ridiculous <laughs> meal in order for us to fellowship fellowship and food do not go hand in hand guys. I don't know who needs to hear that, but there you go. Um, but, but avoiding, avoiding those two things, right improper thought process of how God relates to our journey with food and making it an idol is going to clear up a lot of the nonsense. Because if you can reconcile that, then suddenly 
you don't have to view the days where you have a cheeseburger instead of a salad as these weird cheat days where I'm going to commit a sin and I'm going to do this. And I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like cheap meals and that whole, that whole idea of doing that because that's not sustainable. Right. That's just, that just leads to an unhealthy relationship with food and things like that. And, and, and three is more for the person who isn't walking through the active journey, but maybe has already walked through the journey and has made it so that way I did this because God wants me to be at peak physical condition and wants me to be skinny and all of that kind of stuff. Especially if you are the type of person who has quoted two people, right. your body right. is a temple. temple. <laughs> okay. There's a couple of things, right? <laughs> Christians still have bad days. So if you have an expectation that they're bright and bubbly and happy all the time and all of that kind of stuff, that's out of pocket. That's not okay. <laughs> Expecting humans to be anything more than humans, even Christian humans, is not okay. And putting the yoke of burden around somebody's neck to say, your body is a temple, so you need to keep it perfect and pristine yeah. and all of those kinds of things. You are a Pharisee at that point. You are doing the same thing that the Pharisees <laughs> did. I'm just saying. And so really, I, I, I challenge that person. Really take all of that to God in an, in a, in an open-handed posture. Because whether or not you're taking that cheeseburger to God, or you're taking the faith to be able to break the, the, the mental gymnastics of having a bad relationship with food or needing comfort food or turning to substance for, for comfort and all of that kind of stuff. Or you're that person that's, that's burdening other people. Each one of those ends up in the same and should be ending up in the same spot, turning those things over to God in open-handed posture because then you are focused on him. Amen. Amen. I think that's, I think those are some great points. And hopefully those that are listening, they, that they really take that in. Uh, now I get to do something that I don't normally get to do. It's usually on the other foot. I get to ask you to pray <laughs> for the people, you know, that, you know, these things that we talked about that God would give revelation and understanding. And, you know, of course, you know, that we didn't say anything out of pocket, you know, that, you know, the, the Lord would be glorified in, in what we have to say. So if you would, if you would do that for me, sir, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Amen. Father God, I thank you for this time. Um, I thank you for this opportunity to, to unpack all of this stuff. And, and Father, if anything that came out of my mouth, came out of our mouths today is not of you, then, then let it fall away. Let it just bounce off and wash away. But the things that are of you, your word in all of this, your heart in all of this, I pray, Lord, be magnified and glorified to your people, that your people will seek to, to, to desire after you in all of this. Father, I pray for right now for anybody that is struggling with reconciling all of the moving pieces that are you know, health and, and you and relationship and all of those kinds of things that first off, you give them peace that only comes from you, but the wisdom to lean into you, 
to to seek what your word says and and to seek after you ultimately father because that is the most important part of of all of this is our relationship with you father i thank you that you seek active relationship with us that you are not quiet when it comes to the rules of engagement and how to enter into your best for us. Father, I thank you. I thank you for for Anthony. I pray, Lord, that you bless this platform. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, man, this has been good. And <laughs> like I said, for some of you guys that have seen us in, in, in other uh, other platforms, you know, this is this is the tame version. But I really wanted to be specific about this journey that he's been on because I've been hearing about it, you know, in conversation with him. And I just felt like it would be great to share it. And so really appreciate you you hopping on with me, Joe. And, you know, you guys will see us doing other stuff and I'll leave the uh, uh, the kingdom on the road link so that you guys can catch up with us there because uh, we're, we're on there a lot of times. And so uh, remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you. Amen.